Hello there. Welcome to Grown Ass Fandom. Welcome to the new weekly bite-sized episodes of Grown Ass Fandom. If you're listening to this episode on your main feed, this is a preview of the Grown Ass Fandom weekly podcast. I just said that. <laughs> but every week, Substack subscribers will get a new podcast. It's $7 a month if you would like to support the podcast. But yeah, it's a fun way for us to get weekly podcasts. Again, I can't believe I was creating such long podcasts every week for such a long time. That was not sustainable. So (laughs) if you miss getting podcasts every single week, this is the way to get access to them with the Grown-Ass Fandom Bestie feed on Substack, heyshanae.substack.com. And if you like the podcast and want to hear more and want to support more podcasts and, you know, if I can able to get more help, more support with the podcast, I'll be able to do more. That's why I have the Substack. So if you miss the podcast and want more that is supporting the podcast is the best way to sort of see if we can make that happen because <laughs> otherwise I can only sort of afford to do these little weekly podcasts which will still be fun but just saying so this is a weekly podcast I think I'll probably put one every month or maybe every other month on the feed so you can get a preview of it and you can check it out but that's sort of like how we're gonna be doing grown ass fandom moving forward and occasionally I will have longer more in-depth episodes if time allows and if you want to know why a lot of this stuff is happening I think I'm going to like record a little preview update of my life also for Substack that kind of talks a little bit about my decisions around Substack and everything else that I'm making moving forward so this week's mini podcast is going to be the Jimin tag. So when you're hearing this, it'll be Jimin's birthday, Park Jimin. I actually just watched his live. He was very, very cute. I love his hair. He's looking very healthy, well-fucked, well-fed, all that stuff, which is like very, very exciting because, you know, Jimin is the one I always worry about. Maybe somebody that you know, I don't watch his lives because sometimes I find them really triggering. It just seems like he's doing a lot better and he looks really, really great. I know I'm like so over all over the place with these tags, but <laughs> they will come through weekly through these podcasts. If you want to listen to them, the Hobie tag has been made and you know what? It might come in December, but you know what? It's always Hobie's birthday. It's always Hobie. Oh, by the way, I did also record a bonus podcast about my thoughts about crush and the Hobie situation my Substack, so you can go listen to that you know just a summary of my thoughts it's probably what you think in that I don't know I think about all this stuff my relationship with all this stuff has really evolved especially after this week and some of the things that have happened in my personal life I feel less compelled I don't think I ever felt very compelled to be angry but even more so less compelled now so if you want to hear my thoughts go listen to that so Let's go ahead and do the gym and tag. A reminder, these little podcasts are only like little 10, 11 minute snacks. So just like a little snack for your week. So let's start with like overall kind of like thoughts about Jimin you know I have my questions that I ask and about Jimin and but first I always give like my thoughts about Jimin and how I feel about him and all that stuff so I mean I think the first thing to know is that I have this is the first year of his birthday where I've had a Jimin sex castle I've literally never had a Jimin sex castle before Jimin has been somebody that I found kind of like inaccessible and like I would see him and I would more marvel at him I like would think that he's just like this like really sexy dom amazing type of guy but I wasn't ever really attracted to him in that way 
And the thing that changed all that was that it, I think it changed during, what was it? Was it earlier this year? Yes, it was earlier this year when he slapped the air. I think that once he slapped the air during that iconic scene on the stage of PTD, I think it was PTD in Korea, right? My whole life changed. I saw my life flash behind, like, be like, what is it? It's flashed by my eyes. <laughs> See, he's like making me lose my words. I can't even speak because he just affects me. So, and from that moment on, it's just been all downhill. Like, he's just had me by the throat, by the neck, and he refuses to let go. I don't know why. I think there's something about him slapping the air just means that he can catch it, you know? And that's what I got to know. That's what I got to see. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched that scene of him slapping the air and dancing with Hobie. And also everybody knows I'm not a shipper. I don't ship. That is not my sort of version of fandom. But to me, in my head, in my mind, in my heart, if you're going to ship and if you're going to make a case for a ship, the Hobie, the Hobie Jimin one is the only viable one. I said what I said. I know people aren't going to like that. People are not going to like that because <laughs> people have really strong feelings about some of the other ships that Jimin is a part of. But for me, that's the ship. That's it. That's the one that that you could convince me of, even though that I'm not a shipper, you know? So that is Jimin and sort of like the creation of my sixth castle. And I just think that he is so talented. And I think that I've written many essays. Well, I read, I wrote two essays about him. And I actually need to read those for the show, for this podcast. And one day, but like I wrote a pot, if you haven't been to my Instagram yet, you should to read my essay I did about Jimin and Prince. And I was comparing them to each other and talking about how Jimin sort of like presents this really cool opportunity to kind of unpack binaries and unpack gender. As you know, I'm like really, really fascinated with gender expression as a way of like sort of liberating society in a way and I think that Jimin is like such a great example of that there's a thing that everyone celebrates the way Jimin seems to make seemingly straight men question themselves you've seen videos of traditional masculine men catch clutching their pearls when faced with Park Jimin all sex and power the suggestion is there even if it's not overtly stating that this is a this androgyny creates this allowable space for same-sex attraction it gets feminized in the effort to make it okay I get it it's a joke and it's all funding fun and game but also speaks to the obsession with binaries Jimin's presence on stage calls to you because he's a mesmerizing performer who plays with power and softness. He's light and he's dark, the angel and the devil, masculine and feminine. He's a seductive force that makes him impossible to stop watching. Jimin is powerful and men are attracted to power and presence in all forms. It's the same reason why they idolize great athletes or movie stars. Why can't the, true be, the same be true for Jimin? So that's like a piece of it. This is kind of controversial because I know that a lot of people are really deeply invested in Jimin's queerness. So unpacking his identity as in his gender expression separate from his sexuality is kind of something that hits on people in a really interesting way. But really, I think that Jimin just is such a great exploration of binaries and like how when we just let people be themselves, it can be such a beautiful thing, which I think Jimin represents really well because he has this amazing presence. And especially when we talk about like his new photo book and stuff like that, 
how he is playing with these different aspects of themselves and how a lot of these, you know, how he can sort of have this moment where he is, you know, kind of really putting his kink on full display and, you know, really pushing the boundaries of sort of like, you know, sexuality and how he expresses himself in the book and saying that that's me versus, you know, getting on live and building a house <laughs> and like giggling. And that's just like the amazingness of Jimin is that he really just invites us to be ourselves. And I'm actually going to read another aspect of my essay because I think it, this is kind of the way in which Jimin really inspires me in a lot of ways. To me, they are both, and this is like Prince and Jimin, are shining examples of self-expression being an outlet for self-discovery and exploration, but also that process doesn't have to be for anyone but yourself. It can be personal. Only you have to know what it means. People aren't bullshitting when they say that princess, Prince and Jimin have changed their lives. They're inspirational because expression is inspirational in a world that makes it also difficult i keep going back to that thing where prince used to say i'm just being me you can you only need to make sense to yourself in a lot of ways the story of jimin and prince is about acceptance if we can accept them we can accept ourselves and i think that's like the big thing that jimin has taught me and i think he she, you know teaches a lot of us is about how to express yourself in a way and how it only needs to make sense to you and people can accept it or not and that's what I think is really interesting and fascinating about him and Prince is that idea of unpacking your identity and I think it's always hard for Jim because he has to represent so many things to so many different people so he has to hide a lot of aspects of himself and you know Prince had a lot of control over his image and Jim is just getting that control so I'm really excited to see what he does with that control so yeah if you haven't read the essay make sure you go read the essay because it's one of my favorite things i've ever wrote you'll really like it but let's get into this tag okay we're already over 10 minutes but that's okay so what is my favorite jimin hair so my favorite jimin hair is probably the black longish ptd hair especially the ptd hair from when he they, he came to LA, the longer black hair I think is my favorite. My second favorite is definitely the blonde, like blonde from like the dirty blonde from the Grammys in 2020. So that's my favorite Jim and hair for sure. What is my favorite? Let's see what else, what other hair do I like? I also really like the blonde from Idol was really good. I really like the pink. The pink is the first hair I saw him in. And he really got my attention during that time. So I really like the pink as well. But yeah, so like either PTD, long blackish hair, LA, or the black in the soup hair. I just love the floppy natural hair on him. I also liked when he cut his hair really short for PTD Las Vegas, like the bowl cut that I don't think he liked. I really liked it. <laughs> I just thought it was really cute. I think all men look hotter with shorter hair. Okay, so my favorite Jimmy moment on the stage, obviously it's when he was slapping the invisible ass on the stage. That was a big moment for me spiritually, sexually, mentally, physically. It really took a toll on me, body and soul. And of course it built my sex castle, so it's a big moment. And also Kitty Gang Jimin. Kitty King Jimin, if you don't know about Kitty King Jimin, it's like when he had the pink hair, he had this moto jacket. It was when he was in Japan. I will do a whole mini podcast if that's going to be a deep investigation of BTS in Japan because it is truly 
one of the most incredible things. I don't know what kind of orgies they get in there, but it's definitely something happens because the way they act is crazy. My favorite, I also love, God, there's so many moments, but those are the two moments that stand out to me is Kitty Gang Jimin and slapping the air. And also when he, there's this amazing fan cam of him dancing I think it's also during PTDLA to Butter, and it's just incredible. Like anytime he dances to Butter is really, really great, which is really interesting because those are really modern era things. My favorite Jim and Fick is Lovely Demons by K-pop film trash. Shanna. It's like it was my first fanfic that was like a fantasy fic and he plays like the Prince of Hell, and it was just really great. And I was just like so shocked at how well written it was i can't wait for the book shanna you're doing great my favorite gym in live there's so many right there's like so so much to choose from but it has to be the one where jen and jimin are eating i think they're in chicago i forget where they are i think he was doing live and it's not the one where they're like sitting it's one where they're eating like steak and at one point jen feeds jim and steak and i don't know if you guys know this but one of my gold star kinks is watching jim and eat and i don't know if it's because he has all of his like body stuff but anytime he eats i just feel so delighted so that live is really good where jen is in his pajamas and jen is and jim is just like in that shirt and he looks so hot i think there's something about where the way he's sitting and engaging i love whenever jimin has a live with somebody else like i really like his live with namjoon as well i just think the way that he acts with the other members is a really interesting, rich text to explore. My favorite Jimin in a music video. I really struggle with this. It's either going to be blood, sweat and tears, because when I think of that video, I think of him a lot in his styling and just his look. And, you know, as you know, that I am the king, queen of the, you know, disappointed dom jimin agenda and that was like a part of it just like the kinky sex party vibes of it it was felt very jimin to me i also really like him in idol because it's sort of like asm jimin and i think that that's like a a version of jimin that we rarely get to see explored it's just like his ancient like man of the streets bicycle jimin because they're always leaning into the styling of him that's more like you know, the urethral vibe in his styling. I was just something I also talked about in my essay is about how like when he styles himself, it's very basic and simple and laid back. But when he is, you know, Park Jimin on stage, it's more urethral. So I think that the his sort of swagger and idol has always been something that I always think about is like his like sideways grin or like his snarl during Idol is really, really excellent. I also really, really, really loved how Jimin looked in On. Just like his styling, his dancing and everything was just so powerful. I feel like we don't talk about On enough in how amazing they looked. So that is my favorite Jimin video. My favorite Jimin solo, if you know me, you know this is Lie. Lie is that bitch. I fucking love that song. It is so good. It's so Jimin. I feel like it's along the lines of like what I hope to see from him. And as far as music and stuff is concerned, as far as like what I want, I think like sexy, like 
I sort of have this vision for him, like literally sexy dungeon music, like the type of music that's playing in the background of a book to screen adaptation of the dirtiest, filthiest erotica you've ever seen. That's the type of stuff I want to see Jimin. Those are the kind of songs I want to hear Jimin doing. I feel like he has a very sultry, buttery voice that does really good with sort of like these high drama instrumentations, which is why I really love Lie. I also want him to be free of the auto-tune. That's another thing. I'm so curious to see what it is he's going to talk about in his music that he finds to be personally kind of like fulfilling and what he wants to say. Because clearly with his new photo book, he really wants people to know that he's kinky, I guess. (laughs) That Shanae is right and that he's a kinky dom, which I appreciate. I always appreciate the opportunity for people to know that I was right about that <laughs> but I want to know like what his internal life is is like what is he thinking about how does he feel about love how does he feel about relationships how does he feel about his body like I really would love an inside look into his head I think one of the things that's always fascinating about BTS and K-pop in general is that we don't really know anything like everybody talks around everything and we don't really have those personal actual details about bts members all we know is like these general things that they sort of say that kind of have this sort of like passive impact so i really think music will be a good way for us to learn about a lot about a lot of the members including jimin so those are some of the jimin tags i hope he's eating and drinking as well fucked as getting lots of sleep i hope this break is really healing for him it seems to be concerts this weekend which will be really really interesting and fun hopefully i will try to stay try my best to stay awake for it and i think that's it for the jimin tag that's it for this week's mini podcast of course it's 20 minutes instead of 10 so I can't shut the fuck up. If you would like to make sure that you get one next week, sign up for the Substack, $7 a month, support this podcast, support me and my journey to do this more full time. And I will see you again at some other point. Okay, bye.